Actually, the best <laughs> way... If it's, if it's a verb, then your kids might, you know, go out and start shooting people. Or the best way I have, I've, I've seen that explained is in the movie Be Cool, the sequel to Get Shorty. Yeah, because they had... Because um, they, they do it right in the beginning. Yeah, because yes. Get Shorty was a good movie uh-huh. that was rated R. Uh-huh. Um, safe, and then they, they're like, if you want to, they like, in a movie, we need to sell more tickets yeah. to this. So then movie, they so go they, meta and they're like, the only way they say you only get one, you only get one F bomb. You know what I say to that? Yeah. He does it the very beginning of the movie and then that's it. For the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a while. Be cool. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. A good movie. The rocks know. in it. Yeah. Uh, I've read, I've read Get Shorty, and I've seen I've, Get yeah. Shorty. They're great. I mean, I don't yeah. know if there are any bad Elmore Leonard books, but no, I I love Get Shorty the book as well. Yeah, I've read good. the book, I, um, and I'm not a bit like I wish I read more, but that's one book I've read. That's I read a good like book. I read like three. Elmore I actually Leonard read the books. book after I saw the movie. Yeah, well, for people like us, you pretty much had to go read Elmore Leonard if you didn't want to look like an idiot when you're talking about Tarantino. <laughs> Like, no, I read Rum Punch. It's cool. Yeah, it's crazy. He made her black. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, man, I know what I'm talking about. Whoa, hang loose, bro. Way to cut the rip. I don't know the words. I, I'm not a surfer. Every time we do this, you look so surprised and happy and delighted. I feel like somebody's to hear. gonna walk in and offer us bagel bites. <laughs> Like, wow, <laughs> sick ten, bro. Who needs to power up with some bagel bites? That's good. You should uh, write commercials, or, I have. or at least Sunny D. <laughs> Sunny, yeah, some I Sunny can D. write commercials for for non-existent or now defunct nineties food products. <laughs> now made with condensed fruit. <laughs> All right, welcome to Basement Boys Two. Um, should we get the plugs out of the way? Yeah, or the, we should. The, Let's get the plugs the, and the, the elephant. Plug. Let's get the elephant. Okay, so elephant first, let's say, w- welcome to Time Spent Poorly Presents Basement Boys 2 of the Time Spent Poorly Network fame now. Yeah. That's the new project. That's what we're working on. And so, for past listeners in the show, you know that there was a Time Spent Poorly. Yeah, there was... Uh, uh, before Nathan had it, yeah, you created. I had a show that I did that was brief in existence. I didn't even know if I kept any of those episodes. Like, and I kept every, like all the all 146 episodes of Basement Boys, good yeah. or bad, of the original uh, series, mm-hmm. are still intact. But I don't know if I retain any of the time spent poorly ones. There, right. were, there weren't very many, and I think I recorded them with Sean. Okay. And then we moved on to Rage at Work, oh, right. which I I got, um, which was which shortened to Raw, right? And I can't remember if I got. I think I got RageAtWork dot com too. I was buying up domains uh, like crazy, yeah, at the time. A domain baron, yeah. <laughs> I had, well, and I I wouldn't buy my own name because I could still probably find my own name because I have such a weird. Uh, name anyway, so yeah, I was like, eh, I'm not worried about it. I'll get it when I'll get around to it. <laughs> um, but I had basementboys.com and then I got time spent poorly because I was like, what a cool domain! And so I got time spent poorly.com and then I bought 
RageAtWork.com. And RageAtWork.com was the one where I would sit down, Sean and I would sit down at work, and I had uh-huh. my little microphone that I plugged into my iPod. It's your iPod, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, I would, and we would sit there on our breaks, of which there were more than we were allowed. allowed. Uh, but we would sit there and we'd record like 10 minute like runs of stuff. And then I'd go home and I'd like import all the audio and I'd parse together an episode. Mm-hmm. And usually th- those episodes would be shorter, but they'd be like 30 minute episodes compared to a basement boys episode that can be very bloated at <laughs> 90 minutes sometimes. That's a commitment. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, and I spent a lot of time. Uh, with Basement Boys and all the podcast things. But then uh, Nathan joined us for Basement Boys, and he was looking to kind of branch out and kind of find his own. Yeah. Uh, and this is way before Basement Boys even ended because he yeah. started doing – and originally I think his show was going to be a little bit different where he's going to be interviewing people and kind of having like – um some uncomfortable yeah interviews um because i think he was going to be delving into a little bit of like his religious background and stuff like that yeah. and having conversations with family and and friends and kind of going down that road kind of a little similar to what we kind of do now with yeah. basement boys yeah um where it's a lot of memory lane type stuff and yeah where we get to know one another but um so I offered him time spent poorly.com because I wasn't really do. I hadn't kind of taken off with that one. And I was like, I was kind of on my rage at work jag at the time too. So, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and he gladly took it. And, um, then when basement boys kind of fizzled there for a while, he kept on going with uh, time spent poorly for another couple of years. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, we, the last time spent poorly episode on YouTube was 2014. I so. it was 2015. Well, the one that the last uh, one on YouTube. Oh, okay. So he uh, he he took that and continued to to forge on, and then uh, I think one thing Derek always was like that's that's a great domain name. Yeah. And um, so we checked into re obtaining that domain name. And it wasn't as bad as like the eight hundred dollars that no. they wanted for Basement Boys, but it was still a little bit more than we were willing to shell at yeah. that time. Um, and our one of our new partners in this new adventure that we're going on right now mm-hmm. um, found time spent poorly dot f u n yeah dot fun dot fun. It's fun. So that there's no question at all what you'll do when you're there. Just have right. fun. Yeah. 100%. 100% Dude. fun all the time. Because, hey, hear me out. <laughs> if someone could tell you you can go somewhere where you're not having fun or where you're going to have fun, where are you going to go? <laughs> Brought to you by Bagel Bites. <laughs> Surf's up. I want to welcome our guest to the program. Uh, Will, thanks for joining us. Thanks for um, having me. This has been a... Uh, yeah. I've been really excited coming up for this or waiting for this episode. Will and I um, have somewhat similar 
history. This shop makes noises. Oh, it's, she is. You mean this there. basement? Oh, is she? Yeah, of course she is. There's someone knocking at the door. She knocking at the door? Not. Well, she was like, oh. like, she's looking. Of course, she's lur- lurking. I would yeah. say it's lurking. Lurking. That's accurate. Okay. So anyway, uh, well, uh, I don't remember. I know for, for a fact you bagged my groceries for a long time. That's yes. Uh, Where did you bagged your grocery bagger? I was a grocery bagger. Okay. Yes. Indeed, but I was having a hard time remembering like our college interaction because because I I came and went so many different times. Yes, because um, I would go to school right. and then I'd stop and then I'd go back and <laughs> right. stop. One of these days, damn it, I'm gonna finish my degree. <laughs> gonna get your expensive piece of paper. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. But we did have that aesthetics class together. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's with, where we we met. Where, where we actually interacted one on one. Yeah. <laughs> Other than the very friendly gentleman you were at Rosar's when you bagged my groceries. Oh, so professional. Fun fact: you were incredibly I was, friendly. I was employee of the year. What? Yeah. Which was, to be fair, only employee of the month was decided by customer comment cards, which I did receive. But employee of the year was actually decided at the employee of the month luncheon where we all gathered, and then they drew my name out of a hat. Wow! So it's it's not as impressive as it sounds, but I still get to say that. Like if I don't tell that story and undercut myself, then I still get to sound like, "Wow, you must be a really good worker." Yeah, I was for a month, and then I was lucky. No, I all of my interactions with you seemed very you were very very customer conscious, I thought. I well, I come from and very friendly. I come from a long line of uh a long line of uh service industry workers. Oh, good, good. My my grandparents on my mom's side actually uh owned a small store in a small town for like 50 oh, wow. years and my grandpa would he was like a he would he was a meat cutter and my grandma did the books and all that stuff so wow yeah that's pretty cool so where where are you from are you from around here no i i'm an army kid so oh, okay. um i my mom's family's from the area and they retired here in town and then i ended up going to uh, to school here. And oh, okay. That's why I ended up sticking around. But by the time I moved here, I'd li- but like by the time I was twenty, I'd lived in like twelve states in Korea. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So I did. I did my fair share of moving, but okay. Not in the last. So how old were you when you moved here? Nineteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Really? That old? Yeah, I was nineteen. Oh, <clears throat> very cool. And. uh before we go too much further, let's let's delve in and talk a little bit about the record swap. Yeah, yeah. I think we should we should we should definitely talk about that because that is the point of was one of the many points of you coming on today's show is to talk about the record swap. Absolutely. Um. Well, first off, when is it this week? It is Saturday, May fifth. Okay. At Riverport Brewery in Clarkston. Okay. It's all ages, so please don't worry about. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's at the brewery. You know, can my kids come? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We will not force alcoholic drinks upon your children. Oh, okay. It is not part of our agenda. Um, it's from noon to six. 
Okay. The first hour is an early bird, so if you're a hardcore collector and you want to make sure you get first pick before anybody else okay. has a chance, um, that's $5 to get in, and we're limiting that to 30 participants. Oh, wow. And then we will be uh, we'll be there also from one to six. So I mean, there's no break. We're not gonna like all right, early birds get out. Like it'll just like one o'clock hits. Then the rest everyone and else everyone else get in. Um, and it's two bucks. And a portion of all proceeds from the door are gonna go to the Liberty Theater Preservation Society. Very cool. I want to talk about that. Yeah, you bet. Um, go ahead. And um, the Liberty Theater also uh, Z Rock, who is. Our major sponsor. Yeah, I did see that. Okay. They're, they're awesome. Big shout out to Lee and the crew there. They've been great to us. And um, they are sponsoring the Liberty Theater's table. And those are all donated items. Anything you buy at that table will go directly to the Liberty Theater. Wow, that's really Society. cool. Um, and then this is, uh, uh, in addition, there's also um, our local artist, Jamie Laws. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I know Jamie. Yeah, she's known for probably known best for her portraits of women. Yep. Um, and, and if you very haven't... colorful. Very colorful and often sensual. Yeah. We'll but, there, but there are many moods to her portrait. Sensual. <laughs> I've seen them. Yeah. They're very good. Um, and uh, she is going to have a table and a friend of ours, Randy Sarbacher, who to many people was known as the guy in a Superman shirt and a kilt... With the long hair. Oh, yeah, I remember Randy. He, yeah, Randy suddenly died in January of a heart attack, just completely out of nowhere. Actually, on his 52nd or 3rd birthday, he right. was coming back from Mexico. Um, and he's just, he was someone that a lot of people knew and right. had a big impact on a lot of us. Me, he was me actually, I describe him as the nicest customer I had at the comic book store that wore a kilt. Yeah. I don't think you could find a nicer killer. He was very nice, and he wore a kill, and he used to come in my comic book store all the time <laughs> Yeah, he had I sold that. Yeah, he, he was uh, an eclectic guy. Um, I off, People are like, oh, so what was he like? And I'll, I describe him as, um, he was very fiercely himself. Like, um, you saw him, and you knew, like, oh, this, this dude is who he is. And this guy's, you know, not that this is what goes through your head, but he's not going to change for anyone. Yeah, but at the same time, he would also make you feel incredibly valued. Yeah, um, and was just so so kind. Um, and he's left. a good conversationalist when it came to comic books too. I'll say that. And I am, yeah. I imagine a lot of other stuff too, but I, for my purpose, that was all he I would talk to him about. Yes, yeah, he worked for a long time at a local video store, uh, the video shop, and my I wasn't here at this time this was before my time here so if anyone listening knows the chronology of this or the exact details I apologize but there was uh, I think they also sold records there mm. and there is a generation of people from Lewiston who were heavily impacted by his taste and he was very notably a big fan of uh, the early grunge scene mm-hmm. and was known for driving to Seattle and then driving back that night so he could be at work the next day because wow. he'd go see, you know, Melvin's or Soundgarden or all this kind of stuff. And actually he dedication. was dedication. Yeah, very dedicated. And he was actually a vendor at our event last year. Mm. Um so anyway, long story short, um he is do I need to pause? You you can't for just a second. I'm okay. the it looked fine on connection my, out here. It looked fine on my phone. Did it? Yeah, I just opened it oh. up and looked at it. It looked fine on my phone. 
Let's go again. It was all... Well, people had said something in the comments, and so okay. I was... Who was it that said something, man? I don't remember. Somebody that sent you a screenshot. Yeah. It looked fine. But I don't know. Uh, Back on it? Yeah, we're we're on. Okay, so go ahead. Sorry. So yeah. No, I, I So apologize. anyway, uh, no, you're fine. Uh, so so Randy, um, Jamie did a series of uh, portraits and I think some mixed media stuff in tribute to Randy, all bearing his likeness. And uh, she has a table that is sponsored by Greenfield Glass and Goods, who's one of our other sponsors. And um, all of the art that is sold at that table will go to the YWCA in both Randy and Beth Irby Thomas's names. Awesome. Yeah. So there's, there's a very big community aspect to, to the whole thing. I mean, it's just, it's a really, it's a fun chance. I mean, you know, I mean, you know how hard it is as a fan of pop culture. Like if you take that kind of thing seriously in a town like this, there's not places for us to congregate because we can't all go to the record store on Saturday or absolutely. We can't all, you know, we don't run into each other at Hastings anymore or anything right. like that. You know, I never, I, 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 can, I can, I, can I just, I want to just throw this in here, but boy, what we had and took for granted with and, Hastings. Yeah. Because I know, I mean, uh, Breathe specifically just yearns for that store. Yeah. And, and I can't, I can't even tell you how many just Saturdays roll around where I'm like, God, what, like, what, why am I, like, I'm bored. Like, what would I be doing right now, like, like you know, five years ago? And it's like, oh, I used to go to Hastings, like, once a weekend. Yep. Or if I was just bored. And sometimes I wouldn't buy anything. I would just go in there and go look or hang out and just look at stuff and then just leave. Yeah. You know? Man. And you just take that for granted. And now we have nothing like that. Yeah. Like, even, and it's a even bummer. My wife, my wife laments the loss of Hastings and... I think I'm more of the media consumer than her. And she's like, yeah, I just want to go walk around Hastings. And like, especially since I got into vinyl, that's the only place in town. Yeah. So you want to go to Goodwill, which, you know, is hit or miss. Yeah. yeah. So, and even, even Moscow's, Moscow's record shop is, it's there. It's somewhat yeah. limited, but it's, it's but not I mean, quite, quite the same. It's just not, it really isn't. What's that game place in Clarkston called? Thanks Game. for asking. Gameplay is also sponsoring. <laughs> so uh, oh, very cool. There, I went, yeah. I went awesome. there the other day because I, I was really over there with you. Wyatt, and he yeah. wanted to go. And I kept yeah. telling him no. And finally, I just caved, and <laughs> caved. we went in. But, uh, yeah, we went. I have nothing but ex- good experiences with him. That's all I want to say. I, I, I've, yeah. So I owned Talk Nerdy to Me on Main Street for a year, the yes. comic book store. It's now Main Street Market. And uh, when I opened, I, I don't play Magic and I don't play board games. So I absolutely refuse to carry any of the stuff in the store because I didn't want to carry anything that I don't know about because I don't want to order for it, basically. If you don't know anything about Magic, I would stay a long way from it if you're trying to sell it. Well, no, and I agree because the, only <laughs> so th- smart. the worst thing for that market is to start ordering stuff that you don't know what it is and then find out everything you brought in is something that's not going to sell because it's just like crap you know so i refuse to do it so i would talk to gameplay all the time and they're like hey for comic books we'll send them over there for game stuff you send them over here and we worked together because we were working against hastings at the time right and you know and i was like yeah this is a great this is a great deal i know those guys sent they would send people over to my store all the time for comics because i have people come come in and say i just came over from gameplay yeah and i'm like that 
Thank you. And, you know, then I'd have people come in and say, why don't you carry any board games? I'm like, well, I don't know anything about it. So do you think Hastings' departures helped, though? For those, for... Oh, I, I, kind of, I would... For uh, gameplay? I, I can only imagine that it probably helped. It's probably helped gameplay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't might. think it's helped my old location as much. Really? No, I don't think so. Hmm. Interesting. Is that because you can order comics so easily online? Eh, maybe the media... Honestly, I think the medium... We can talk about that. We're talking about records and comics. I was say I can, um, I can talk at length about magic. If you want well, to talk about somebody's dark history, well, part of the problem, part of the problem with comic books, uh, and something I think has greatly damaged the industry, and this is something I noticed while doing the store, is that reboots hurt. And every if you want to do a reboot of DC Comics and Marvel Comics once every couple of years. People are just now picking up titles and getting used to it. So people are like, oh, cool, female Thor. I'm going to read this comic book. I'm really excited to read this comic book. And then Marvel's like, hey, we're going to have this huge event happen that kills off girl Thor. Well, I was just now starting to get into that comic book. So now, like, what am I going to do now? Well, it's not really canon anymore. Okay, so now what I've read, it doesn't, it doesn't even count. So I've wasted a year reading this and, and rebooting it every single time. It, I honestly, I think it's just killing the industry. Interesting. Um, I will say that's one of the reasons why a lot of people, including myself, will tend to stick to more indie comics like uh, Image Comics or Dark Horse. And it's yeah. because you can, you can read a comic book from beginning to end. And that's nice. That's comforting. That's yeah. comfortable well, to and be those, able to and those, do that. Those companies... Um, I've had some friends who've who've dealt with them. Um, I even have a friend in Spokane who's had a book published by Oni Press, the company that did the Scott Pilgrim books. Oh yeah, among, I know those. Yeah, among tons of other stuff. And I mean, they when they you're going to work with them, it's it's creator owned. I mean, they're I mean, unless you sell it over, sign it over to them. And yes, you have an editor, but you don't have the CEO or whoever's going to walk in and be like, all right. Uh, white girl Thor doesn't work anymore. Right, we're yeah. gonna need to rework this, and you know it's yeah. it's not it, it's it's not driven by what they you know it's not art by demographic consensus of an algorithm. It's by I, a person. I can't say Main Street hasn't done well since Hastings has gone out because they're still open, and that's right. an testament to you know where they are. I mean, I had to sell and get out of it, but no, uh, thank God I did. I had no right running a business. <laughs> I, I I back when um, Pepperland Records was oh, yeah. down on Main Street. Rob Thorson. Yeah, mm. he's man, he's awesome. But I was lucky enough. He's towards, behind the, the loggers now. He is behind the loggers. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Yeah. yeah, he. Um, I was lucky enough to get to work a few days in the store oh, cool. for him when he was. Uh, it was when he was still had the store, but he was also teaching, and so he had to split his time. And he yeah. was going to be out of town or something. He's like, "Man, will I really need someone to watch the store for for me?" And I got to do that. That's pretty cool. And it, one of the things that impressed upon me was that if you really love something as a hobby, keep it as a hobby. Oh preach <laughs> do you want to know how many comic books i have read since the end of 2015 when i sold the store zero, zero. i have not p- opened a comic book it's like working at mcdonald's you don't eat mcdonald's anymore yeah i i i am just so disinterested in the medium now yeah and that stinks because it's something that i absolutely loved but I, I just I can't I can't get into it again. 
and and also for other reasons I've said, you know, I I say, well, I want to start reading uh, Marvel comics again. Where should I start? And even if I I ask somebody who's more tuned in than I, than you know than even I was at the point, they can't really give me a straight answer because it's like, well, Marvel is gonna do a new event and start over again next month, and you're like, <laughs> I guess I'll wait till next month. And then you forget. And, and then you forget. You. Yeah. Or quit caring. Yeah. And then, but they don't care because they're just printing money off their movies. Exactly. Hey, so can we talk about? Um, so, how many years is this? Is this the third time now with the record swap? This is the second one. The first one. Is I this did, the second one? Yeah. The first one was last year. And you did the first one, right? Yes. Yeah. And because I, I remember talking to you prior to getting the first one, right? Yeah. You didn't have the quite the sponsorship back then, though. No, no, I didn't. Um, when I first conceived of it, it was so, and it, it even kind of goes back into uh, my magic days because <laughs> uh-huh. I was getting out of magic and starting to get into vinyl, and I came to it as a lifelong music fan. So I, you know, I already knew the kind of stuff I wanted to buy, but of course, you know, I'm out thrifting records, and finally, I, I kind of go, I want, I want a way to offload some of this stuff. But I can't connect with all the other record collectors here in town. How do I do this? And then I started talking to Ryan, who used to work at Main Street Comics. And Mm -hmm. actually, I I talked to his brother. That was how I got in touch with him. And uh, it all just sort of worked out. And I did it on a little shoestring budget. And And it was that fourth wall, right? No, that was 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 a a pop-up shop. Oh, but you did that one, too? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's why I think this is the third. It's because I remember the pop-up. Okay. Where, where was the first one at? The first one was at Riverport as well. Okay. Um, and same place. If you go in, it's there's the main brewery sitting area. Mm-hmm. You just walk through it and to your left, and it's in their back room there. Um, and uh, we're also going to have um, Lost Key Escape Rooms is going to be there. Uh-huh. They're going to have a mini mobile escape room, the co- comic book... Caper, I think is what it's called. It's actually like nice. themed uh, to Very fit cool. the event. And so, and that's actually free for the handful of folks who get to do it. Uh, you will be able to test out an escape room totally for free. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, just this year, it just kind of made sense to, you know, having, uh, I guess as, as with experience under my belt, I kind of knew more of what I wanted to do. I knew more what things would cost. And so it was easier to draw up you know, sponsorships. Yep. And then thankfully I was, it was a, I mean, I know or am like one step away from everyone. I mean, I, I played magic for like three years. So I saw Cameron at gameplay all the time. All I had to do was going, Hey Cameron, I'm doing this again, you know? Yeah. And, um, and actually getting the fourth wall on board was almost a fluke. I had, it hadn't even crossed my mind to go in and talk to Mindy who I've known since I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was down there actually depositing a check from one of the other sponsors, and I walked in to say hi to her, as I always do, and she goes, well, we'd probably be interested in that. And so they're going to have, you know, themed stuff, themed artwork at the show. Very cool. Um, and, yeah, just it all... Mindy's been on the show as well. Together. She's been yeah, on the show. Yeah, and, well, and that was kind of what tipped me off to the yeah. fact that you guys were doing this again, yeah. which was really cool. Absolutely. I, I think... Uh, I think that's going to be a great. I, I and that is from noon to five, right? Noon to six, but one to six if you one to are six, not an early bird. And correct. Yep. I'm about to go check it out. Do it, man. I'm about to go check it out. I have a I have a let's play on Saturday afternoon, but after that, I'm free. Yeah, let's play. 
Let's Play. That's one of the one of the many ventures of the Times of Poorly Network is I have a Let's Play podcast on Saturdays. Okay. Where we play a video game for an hour. Cool. On camera and then just talk about whatever while we're also trying to play a video game. Nice. So this Saturday Adam and I are playing Fortnite, which is uh we're playing Fortnite Battle Royale, which is free on Xbox right now. And anybody is welcome to get on and play with us. Obviously, sorry, just got a shameless plug. Fortnite is free on Xbox. Fortnite Battle Royale. What is that? It's the free for all mode. It's the free uh, for all mode. It's, so it's kind of like PUBG. It's a. It's all for all. It's everyone. Pu- PUBG it. via Pixar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's nice. They did go with like that kid theme, mm-hmm. but it is prettier though. I yeah, mean, because oh, pu- PUBG is yeah. ugly. It's it's right. PlayStation Two graphics. Right. Don't get me wrong. I like PUBG. I think it's fun. It's just you're not playing it because it's beautiful. Yeah. You're not playing Wind Waker. You know, it's not it's not a beautiful game. It's horrendous. <laughs> you don't you don't crest a hill and no. a, a slight piano swell. Yeah, you don't. You like, don't. <gasps> or what's the new Zelda? Breath uh, of the Wild. Yeah, it's not. You don't crest if you a hill. Five hour podcast. Come over to my house and I will play that for you for hours. Actually, my my six year old daughter and I will will play together. So if you, if you're ever interested. I would love for you to come on the Saturday podcast and come, awesome. come play a video game with me, and we'll talk about whatever. So the it, the the point where it is a podcast, it's right. just we're going to be playing a video game too. That sounds like blast. and then I can do uh, that. yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. My and fr- not my reboot to this. I've attempted a let's play several times. This is the first time I've gotten enough passion about it to actually set up my Bree. Thank you very much. Allowed me to take the. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Bree. <laughs> yes, she said hi, by the way. Excellent. I know that for a fact before I came over here. Nice. Uh, I had, we have a love seat in the living room, and she was gracious enough. Bree, thank you so much. She was gracious enough to let me take the love seat and put it in the game room so that I can have a setup to for the shows on Saturday. That's awesome. Nice job. Very, it was very nice of her. So, are you doing? Are you putting the green screen up and down every time, or are you? No, it's that up, up in that room. It's, that that room actually it's a permanent fixture there. Well, it is a game room. Um, yeah, the green screen can actually go come or go until I d- until I can get OBS and and stream through a computer. The green screen is just kind of a waste of a time. I actually probably need to do something for a set in there, um, but because right now I'm just using the Xbox, just the Connect. To, to stream. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, but I'll eventually get a PC and use uh, OBS, the overlays, you know, and use the green screen. And it'll be prettier. Uh, the sound quality will be okay, though. I have podcast stuff, so it'll right sound on. good. It'll sound good. It just won't be. That's it okay. won't be pretty. It won't be HD quality. It won't be, but it'll be. You know, it'll be you, know how, you know how you're going to get that equipment? You're going to go talk to the folks at Bagel Bites. <laughs> hey, Bagel Bites. Get some of those Bagel Bite dollars. We need to get a big, we need to get Bagel Bites. We need to land them as a sponsor now. We've mentioned their name 25 times. Yeah. Hey, no. Before we leave here today, I'll have to, we'll have to get you booked. I actually just booked, like I just booked all through May. I, believe it or not, Ward, I just booked all of May wow. for Saturday shows. That's awesome. With Adam. Jared used to be on Time Spent Poorly. Um... Nathan's gonna be on the last show, and then Zach Swan's gonna be on the other one. Nice. So nice. Boom. May's booked. That's sweet. I've, got, I've told you, I'm getting fired up. I'm getting, I'm getting excited about the network. See if you want to do a podcast. I like it. You know, oh, don't be careful. I pick up hobbies. Like some people pick up diseases. 
That's okay. People with podcasting, I tell you what, it's we're 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 looking for like contributors. Any like no, we really are. Yeah. We're looking for if you're wanting to write the the whole the whole like, point of times so poorly is basically how I've been describing it to people is basically anything that you're into that your parents deemed as a waste of time, you should make a show about it. Podcasting itself, my parents would define as a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nathan and I watch wrestling together. That's a waste of time. It's time spent poorly. So that's how I describe it to people. Whatever you're into, that your parents would think is lame. Yeah, you should probably do a show about it or write about it. We're gonna do. Blo- we're gonna have blogs. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We have nice. a, got a whole a whole network of. Yeah, content. I mean it's coming together too. Quickly too. I mean yeah. it was. Uh, we started a, a group chat on Facebook over the weekend right. and that just blew up through the week. Yeah. And I basically every lunch, every lunch I've had this week, uh, like I ran like for, for on Monday on during my lunch, I ran home to work and moved that. <laughs> I moved the love seat into that room and switched everything around. And ran back to work. And ran back to work. And then I and then I sent her a text <laughs> saying, Hey, what would you think about moving the love seat into the Sometimes you you, you gotta do it sometimes before you get permission to see so for, for the visual. She was totally cool about it though. Surely was. I we had two recliners in there. We had two recliners in that room because that's how Bree and I played games together is in the two recliners. The problem is, is for doing a for doing that format of the show, you're too far apart. Like two recliners. Yeah. And you you know you know uh, do you have an Xbox? Uh no. See, but I'm sure you know how like the Connect camera though only has a certain width. Sure. So you kind of gotta be you gotta, you kind of gotta be snug a bug together. To, yeah. to you gotta fit get, in the you frame. Cozy. So uh so I, I knew that was the only way I was gonna work. So I did that on lunch. And then the other days I went home during lunch. I so today I made a time spent poorly Instagram where I made three memes. We're gonna make only original memes though. Nice. There's Not too many meme only Instagrams. OC only. Yeah, there's there's too many like meme pages on Instagram. I had to unfollow a few of them because they would post the same exact stuff, and it was all just taken from other stuff. Yeah, no, all our content is going to be yeah original. Well, I mean, as original as we're going to right make it. So, so I made three memes today. I made them myself, um, and then there had been ideas that I had thought of for a while ago. Like I'd thought of them a while ago. And I just was like, eh, lazy. You know what I have a bunch of? What's that? All of those give them the Forest Whitaker. Oh, yeah. I was going to access all of those pictures on, on the Basement Boys, the Facebook page, and just start putting those on there, too. Oh, you could, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just for fun. That's like the old memes. Well, that's what, what Nathan was saying, too. Is like, well, Warden, you used to make, make all, like, I used to make stuff all the time, just for fun, on yeah. paint. I'd make it on paint. But now they have apps. Yeah, they have meme generator apps where you could choose the meme that you're gonna do, like the format, and then you upload a picture. So, like whatever picture you, you just screenshot off the you yeah. know, like some picture. Yep. And then, like I like for two, uh, one of the memes I made, I did one of uh, of with Venom. Have you seen the preview for Venom yet? 
I have with Tom Hardy. I generally try to avoid movie trailers. Yeah, good call because it gives away quite a bit. But but I made a I made one with Tom Hardy uh, with his face, the new Venom face, and so I watched the preview and then I screenshot the as it was going at like the right time, and then I made two memes out of that one. Nice. So that was fun. Um, but yeah. Um, speaking of trailers, I saw. Have you seen the trailer for Cobra Kai yet? Oh yeah, no. But Patton Oswalt was talking about how amazing it was. I read. I watched the first review. episode today. Is it good? It was. It was really good. Don't don't. Do you have to subscribe? I, I didn't know. I was just watching it on my phone. Is it YouTube Red though? Yeah. Is that what it's on? Yeah. So it might be one of those things where they're going to let me watch an episode or two, and then they're going to be like, like "I'll subscribe you, to YouTube pay. Red if they let me monetize my account." <laughs> If that's a if that would be a benefit of monetizing the account, I'll, I'll subscribe yeah. to YouTube. Just right? keep that that feedback loop of funds going. That's what they should do, though, because they made it to where you have to have basically how do they word it? Where it's four thousand watchable watched watch hours. It's a lot, but it wasn't as bad as you had originally had said originally it. said it. Oh yeah, because I think I said it as we 4, had to do have like four thousand hours of content of content. Yeah, and in it's a actually year. four thousand watch hours. So basically, if you could get a thousand subscribers, posting something, getting four thousand watch hours is a lot easier than what, what it sounds. It's still a lot. Yeah, but no, we have to get up to pop, very doable. We have to get up to four thousand watch hours and one thousand subscribers to in order to monetize. That's the new rules. You used to be able to monetize willy nilly, sure, just easy, but but they, apparently they want some standard. Now. Well, people have abused it because they would just post. Yeah. Movie trailers or any other, you right. know, other people's Posts. stuff, and yeah. and we don't want to do that. We only want original content, please. You know, but yeah. it's a lot of fun. Okay, so you didn't have the, uh, you didn't have the. So how was the event last year, though? It was good. It went really well. Um, every vendor told me that they made money, except the one vendor who told me that he spent too much. Over oh. what he made, <laughs> which was, which I also took as a compliment, um, and it was a lot of fun, you know, um, just getting to connect with people and you know see people go through your bins and say, you know, holy cow, I haven't seen this album in forever, or can you recommend this? Can you recommend that? That's cool. And then just getting to see my friends. I mean, I was friends with pretty much all the vendors that were there. That's cool. Um, and do you have a table? Are uh, you- yeah, I'm going to have a table too. You are. Mm-hmm. Did yeah, you did last year as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Can you tell me a little bit more about the Liberty Preservation piece of it? Yes. So, what's going on with that? Like specific details? You well, know, I don't know if what I, you can share well, and, or and what you honest, know. Like, so, I'm not on the committee or anything. Um, I just said, "Hey, I want to give you money," and they were like, "Oh, well, thank you." <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's a lot of us that have see the val. I mean, God, I would love for that to come back. If, some, if in yeah. some capacity or another, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it our, doesn't have to show like tower, new movies, you know. but it's I don't of, know. I I would actually prefer like old movies. I would prefer like oh, it would be cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it would be it'd be really cool. Um, I I don't know where they are. I mean, it seems like they're it seems like they're moving along, but I don't mm-hmm. know exactly where they are in terms of making it. I think there there's a vision for it that it would be a community meeting space again. Um, unlike, say, the Roxy, which actually, when the Roxy was sold, you know, which is just down the block and has basically been a revolving door of churches for the yeah. last decade, um, 
It's in the Roxy's uh, paperwork that you can't show movies there anymore. Wow. Yeah. So never to be that again. Also, underneath the Roxy, if there is ever some sort of apocalyptic event, go to the Roxy and find a way into the basement. There is an artesian well under the Roxy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty weird. I was there for... Someone I knew was... Roxy water. Yeah. Roxy... They're... Brought to you by Rock Spent Poily. Roxy water. Roxy water. <laughs> put we, it in your mouth. We dug, we dug it out of the basement and put it in a bottle. <laughs> and now it's straight to you. And straight to you. Um, but yeah, I, I there's a vision for it, and I think that it seems like it's cleaned out in there, just kind of gazing through the windows. And I think they want to bring it back as to be able to have events there, movies or. I've heard events at least, which yeah. would be fine. Yeah, I mean, we, we need a, I mean, I don't know, you work there, I mean, or or maybe you don't, I don't know, whatever. But, like, the Silverthorne Theater, why don't they use Silverthorne? Oh, I don't know. Well, I, you know, I think one one place they could really use, if they built a theater in there. Are they not using the Silverthorne anymore? No, they use it. But, like, the only community event I've been there was when Fruition played there a few years ago. Yeah, they have, I mean... So it's not as it's not being used for community events as much anymore, for sure. I mean, there used to be concerts in there, and yeah. now all the concerts are just kind of put on by like the alumni board or uh, ASLCSC, uh, Web Warrior Entertainment Board. Yeah. You know, that's it. Yeah. I was a member of that. But they used to, but you know, they remember they used to put on a lot of stuff. Yeah. that was uh, yeah for, uh, cheap for outsiders. Uh, I know that they, Second City there. They would have Second City there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like a bunch of times. I know one thing would be cool is I know somebody, I know one place that would rent out that space though in the Liberty, if that was an opportunity is I'm sure Civic Theater would love to have a place to be able to perform regularly. If if the right stage. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Uh, I mean, because I mean, I think right now they go to the high schools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is weird to me that they didn't try to work something out with the college but yeah maybe it's because it's a learning space too i think too, they've been at civic i think they've been at silverthorne i think they have i'm civic not sure has. yeah yeah i know they used to collaborate on a lot of stuff boy that poor building that's yeah. that's a sad thing because it's such a beautiful exterior and yeah, well it's so and I, old and inside's neat too yeah, yeah. did you they're, they have a preservation group now too. They were on the front page of the paper a few a month or two ago. Really? I oh, thought really? the cost to preserve it was so well, exorbitant that they weren't going to do it. No, well, okay. Or so, to so restore there, it. There is there is a group that wants to save it, um, and they in the news story. I don't remember the exact verbiage, but it, but it was basically like we want to get we want to find a you know like our night on a white horse to ride in with a lot of money to save this. And I was just like, Oh man. Cause it is, I mean, it's like what it's in the millions of dollars, isn't it? Oh yeah. It's a really bad for a structural thing. So it's not yeah. like, yeah. yeah, no, it's not the windows. It's, you know? Right. Cause that used to be, I mean, if you'd go to an event at civic theater, they'd say, Hey, and we're having people donate to this fund to replace the windows. Right. You know, those, cause they have those sting, they have stained glass there? Is yes. that what it was? Uh, yeah. yeah, well, because it's a, it's a former church. Right, so they'd say, we're, you know, we have this fund to replace the stained glass windows. Yeah. And then they, you know, this is not that. 
<laughs> no, very much not that. I apparently the I knew somebody who was in there when when it broke. I guess worse, and I guess it was super loud too. It was very scary. I bet it was like a loud crack. It was a know? beam, right? Yeah, a wooden one. Can you imagine that? Just being in there. This is scary. I mean, right? My my wife always likes to sit in the balcony, and we would. I would sit there and I would look at that old chandelier, and I'd just be like, oh, man, I'm glad I'm not sitting on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Who knew that by sitting in the uh, balcony, though? You guys were just gambling every time you were in there? Yeah. With your own lives? Yeah. That's that's all, you know, for me, and this might just be my morbid sense of things, but to me, that the the civic theater is always connected with the disappearances and the murders in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I was going to... Have Sorry, you seen I was Confluence, gonna, Confluence I is have, good. I have seen Confluence. Um, yeah. I yeah, had Jennifer Anderson for a teacher at LC who wrote, yeah, wrote, oh, co-wrote I, it. Co, I don't know what the exact co-wrote credits are, it. Yes, I, I, I think her husband directed it. Yes, her okay. husband Vern directed it. I, so I, I knew Vern. For I didn't a while. know what it was. I had a creative writing class with her. Great teacher, by the way. Um, I don't know if I'd be friends with her. We're very, very different people but she's a great teacher you don't have to be friends with your teacher true she's a she's a great teacher though and she i think she went to lc too i think she's an alum she yep she went to lc and ui okay okay good yeah i was i was good friends with her husband for a number of years okay so yeah so So she not not stalking her i just know this so she uh well it's just funny the reason why i say this because i know a lot of people i was talking with somebody the other day about how many alumni teach and work there which is kind of i think really kind of cool for that school but um i was in her class and i was talking i was talking about those murders because uh i'm i'm interested in serial killers like that subject matter that's interesting to me i wish oh yeah you know and that's if you're gonna start a podcast that might be the vein you want to mine well it's uh true crime I'm that that's there's it. a there's a podcast <laughs> that uh old podcast uh associate of mine does called uh Sword and Scale. Oh, you know that guy? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. From years and years ago. Right. Um, I listen to that. But um yeah, he's uh gotten really the show's gotten really successful. I don't pay. Not do you pay are you a Patreon? Mm-mm. Yeah, he's got like Patreons that paid for also, early content, and he delivers yeah. uh, additional stuff too. There's also last podcast on the left, and that's yeah. a really popular show yep. right now. And that's with uh, can't remember his name, uh, Ben Kissel, and the only reason why I know his name is because Bree says it, he looks like me and posted this weird picture on Instagram <laughs> today of it. So it was kind of so tripping me out. But the other guy that was on the show was on that show. Uh, He's on a lot of. He does a lot of Adult Swim shows. Yeah. So oh, he's cool. on. Uh, Your pretty face is going to hell. Oh, he's the okay. he's the ginger, like the main guy on that show. Okay. So he's on last podcast on the left. Not safe for work. If you're ever going to go listen to it, listeners. Uh, not safe for work, but great show. Yeah. A really funny. But they'll talk about like uh, Casey Anthony and that kind of yeah, stuff. But then they'll also like, generally like morbid subjects. Yeah. Right. Which I like. I guess I like that. That's weird. Is that weird? But I, I mean, it kind of makes sense because I've been listening to 
I mean, my first foray into listening to talk radio, which is why I want to be a podcaster. We've talked about this on the show. It was Art Bell. Because yeah. I started listening to Art Bell when I was 13 years old, oh, man. Oh, nice. Coast to Coast AM, baby. Yeah. I listen to that show all the time. As I'd people. stay up late. Oh, yeah. Lizard people and like the, the portal to hell, which is like this huge, just the huge hole. Uh, just a huge hole in the earth. Like, that's it. It was like a portal to hell, basically. <laughs> um, and I'd listen to Art Bell at 13 years old. I remember staying up late so I can listen to uh, yeah. AM 950 to listen to would that you show. Record, would you record it? Do you have a tape player? Oh, yeah. I had a tape that's player. That's awesome. I, I would record to, stuff off yeah, the radio, too. I listened to it. Well, because uh, after a while, I got in trouble. My mom found out I was staying up. So then she bought me... A radio that had a recorder on it, with a bunch of blank tapes, so that I could tape the show and then listen to it the next day. That's super cool. And so, nice like, job, so I'm almost told, yeah, she was pretty thing. cool about that. Uh, that is so I started off with expensive. Yeah, where was it? Well, I it had was to expensive. Tape over them, right? I listened to a show and then I turned it over <laughs> and listened to the show. And after a while. Uh, they're like they gap in between shows because I was a kid. It would be really confusing because it'd like be like a gap in between shows and then like a show in the middle and then like a show and you're like, what, what's going on right now? Is, is it aliens <laughs> so or is, ghosts? So are the Illuminati? Are are they the lizard people or the lizard? Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is confusing. Uh, Turn into counter. So that was like my Ooh. first foray into that. So I guess that makes sense that now I kind of like true crime stuff because yeah. I mean Coast to Coast AM is a huge it was a huge influence. Yeah, and then and then shortly after that, I mean probably about fifteen, I started listening to Dan Patrick and sports radio. You should it's, get into Sword and Scale. Uh, yeah, the first the is first it, like dude, fifty or so episodes are <laughs> safe for work though language. Mm. Do you have headphones? Uh, I can't. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't I at work because there's. He describes the crimes. I did. Yeah. I did one episode about this guy who had a psychotic break on a bus and like literally dismembered people. And I was like, I don't know if this podcast is quite up my alley because. And I want to make a plug for my favorite pro- crime podcast, which is Criminal. Oh yeah. Um, and I've, they're short, which I love. Yeah. Because so many. One of the things that turns me off from podcasts is they're so long. Yeah, some of them are. And I love it when they can, can kind of truncate things. Guilty. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I'm not trying to point fingers. No, no, no anything, it is true. No, no. Well, I mean, good guy. I mean, I love Pete Holmes, but, man, I... Oh, yeah, no, God, I Once can't. every six months, I'll try to listen to... Can't do it. I, 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 I like You Made It Weird. Like, I like the show, but, but his shows are... How many times do you want to tune in, though, and hear him talk about drinking a shake or... Yeah, what, I guess uh, that's true. Ramdan or, you his know... His laugh. I can't do his laugh. It's uh, it's like laugh, I'm, I'm, laugh I'm, is piercing. I'm glad you're yeah I'm, I'm yeah. glad you're happy yeah yeah it's like it's even like Mark Maron's intros like that guy is so good at what he does I'm out I'm done on Mark Maron uh, you you did you OD because there was so much well he just the show changed too did it I've, I'm For, so it's sparing. it's a huge evolution and you know all of the. And sometimes evolution's bad, is what I'm saying. Trying to say, yeah. do what you were doing, Mark. Because um, no, I don't listen to that. No, makes sense. He used I don't to, listen to Adam Carolla anymore. I mean, a yeah. taste changed too. I guess. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Carolla's well, not funny to me anymore. See, Marin, his show changed. Uh, Carolla, when I left Carolla, his show never changed. No, it hasn't and that was changed the, at all. My problem with it. Is no, that's what I mean. Like, it, taste changed too. Yeah, exactly. So Carolla is the same, and then. All the format for every Kevin Smith show is exactly still the same too, and yeah, uh, and I'm after a while. Eh. A little Kevin Smith goes a long way. 
Yeah, I mean, I like Kevin Smith too. Yeah. You know, I like him. I like Corolla. I guess maybe, I mean, after a while, I just get tired of hearing Corolla just complain about young people. I guess that's just kind yeah. of. <laughs> it's like listening. It's like listening to my grandpa do a show. Right. Where he just complains about how people he complains about how people don't work hard enough and they should work harder. And and it's and the only thing bad that's ever happened to people is because they chose it and Yeah, maybe that's true sometimes, but can that be true? Not everything's black and white. Yeah. There's right. a lot of gray area there and he's just too black and but white. But people like people like people to tell him it's black and white because then they feel safe and they're like sweet yeah. my worldview is justified now i don't have to change my mind well right. and, that, and that's the thing with corolla i all now go order listeners. a man great <laughs> yeah right and all of his listeners are all just him you know they're all they're all like red versions pill. of him yeah yeah they're like red pill <laughs> i had we uh, recently uh somebody told uh, order your from fedoras from adam corolla now yeah exactly yeah <laughs> recently somebody told me well not told me i'm gonna tell the story to where it happened to me to protect the <laughs> okay so recently somebody told me we'll say to go listen to uh rogan joe rogan uh-huh. Because of this th- this clip that they sent me, we'll say, and I listened to it and I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I know who Joe Rogan is, and I'm not interested in what he has to say." And they're like, "Well, he makes a lot of good points," and I'm like, "Now I understand that. I understand that you you think that, and I understand that he actually might make some good points, but I also know what kind of followers that he has. He has neck beard incel, like." <laughs> Incel, neckbeard, red pill, Trump supporting, like, uh, fedora wearing, My Little Pony watching. Those are his. <laughs> those are his supporters, and yeah. and even if he makes one or two good points, I don't want to get in that mass and be and be on the same side of those people and say this is absolutely right. Especially when I like my podcast host, I guess, to be. A, a little more unsure of things. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And Corolla and Rogan know exactly how they feel about something and they'll tell you exactly how they feel about it. And I I like maybe a little more uncertainty than that. Maybe that's just me. Marin, that's one thing you can give Marin. He's pretty unsure of everything. Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah, or he'll and he'll be he'll be pretty self effacing. Like he he's still pretty good at maintaining his image while being like, Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you know, it's I. I love his story about going. He, he like he went to get his girlfriend a breakfast burrito, and he, the record store was opening, and he's like, "Oh, I need to listen to Captain Beefheart." And if you're not familiar with who Captain Beefheart is, he's like, he's super way out in left field as far as the average music listener goes. His and if you want an example, go look look up the album Trout Mask Replica on YouTube, and you'll see what I mean. Um, but a lot of people consider him a genius too. And he's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to Trout Mask Replica or whatever. He's like, oh, I need to do some, some beef art. So he's like sort of stunned and he's, he's talking about how timid he is going into the record store. Like, because that's not something you would admit. Like, if you're a music person, you go into the record store, oh, I know what I'm looking for. You know, oh, right. No, that's not the Pink Floyd album you want. Oh, you don't want that remaster. Like, you need to know that minutia. And he's like, openly admitting to everyone, I'd never listened to Captain Beefheart. I was like 40 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, for a lot of people is fine. Most people won't enjoy it, but I don't know. I his, like it. It's his stand up, <laughs> his stand up now is good. I saw uh, him like yeah. five years ago, and it was fantastic. No, no, no. I mean too. now over the last over the last fifteen years. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I never. I, I mean, never I mean, his stand up as an older man is good. Okay, yeah. His stand up. I mean, he he'll admittedly talks about how much of a colossal failure he was in the first twenty years of doing stand up. Nobody liked his stuff. His stuff wasn't as dark. His life kept getting kept getting more dark. His comedy kept getting more dark. Now his stand up's good. His last special I watched on Netflix where he talks about wanting to get a hat. Did you see that one? I watched it, yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. It is. He talks about he sees like a guy, like a young guy wearing a hat, you know, in in the way he describes things. He's like, he's wearing a hat. Can you imagine it's only like like a hipster hat, you know? He's like, so so I was like, oh man, that guy looks cool. I'm going to go get a hat. It's because you and I have, well, I've lived lived this. So I go buy a hat. And I don't wear the hat. And he basically <laughs> just talks about how he buys this hat and then he doesn't wear it. So then he keeps it in his closet for a while. Then he takes it out of his closet and he hangs it on the wall. That basically becomes like kind of a wall art of just this cool <laughs> hat that he has. And then after a while, he's like, man, I'm not going to ever wear that hat. Oh, it's so stupid to buy that hat. I'm 40-something years old and this is stupid. So he takes the hat and he takes it to Goodwill and or donates it to a place and he gets rid of the hat. And he's like, thank God. Nobody, I don't have to wear that hat anymore. And then basically talks about how some young guy goes in the store and you know he bought that hat. And then he's going to see that guy walking down the street wearing that hat. And he'd be like, man, I need to go buy a hat. <laughs> he's looking at the same cycle and it starts over again. And he tells this long, drawn-out story. Yeah. I just paraphrased it's it very short, but it's probably so a, ten, good. Yeah. a good five, ten-minute joke. It was good. Where he, li- he t- basically describes his life cycle with this hat. You watched the, uh, did you watch the John Mulaney special yet? I haven't seen it yet, no. That's not bad. He, I listened to his first album, and I liked it okay. He's getting better. Is he? I like his old stuff quite a bit. I thought, yeah, I thought it was good. I actually don't remember. I kind of go, like, any, anything that requires me to listen to someone speak, I have to really put time into. And so I spend, I spend a lot of time in my own head, and so I often like music because... It's just a little less difficult for me to, you know, like I, I'm lucky enough that I actually get to walk to work. And so I have headphones in all the time, but I, you know, 98% of the time I'm listening to music too. I mean, cause I'm a huge music fan. And I'm always, I'm always looking for new old stuff. I rarely find new stuff that I like for whatever reason, but you know, there's just, there's so much to mine and I have a hard time. I like that description of listening to new old stuff. I, I find a lot of my friends will, I like the type of music that I like, and a lot of friends know what I like, and they'll be like, "Hey, well, did you did you like this band too?" And I'll say, "Well, I, you know, actually, I never really listened to that band." And so then I'll go listen to that, like a like a, you know, like an album from like 2004, mm-hmm. and then be like, "Man, this was really good. I'm really surprised I did not listen to this in 2004." Yeah, yeah, I've done that. One of the bands actually was uh, not from 2004. I think it was like circa 07 or man, I don't know, five through seven. Was that band the Wonder Years? You're, they're pop punk. It was right around okay. the same time as okay. like Newfound Glory. Uh, well, like that's a little new, past Newfound. Glory. Yeah, hey, like hey. like late Newfound Glory. Okay, like you know, 2005 through seven ish, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I never listened to this, and so I started listening to it. I'm like, yeah, I would have liked this. I would have liked this very much in 2005, and I still like it because I listen to that type of music now. Interesting. So like pop punk type stuff. Yeah, I'll find a lot of stuff people will say. You should have been listening to this this whole time. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to listen to, though. There's, it's there's so hard so to much. like everything. There was a great article on the AV Club, which 
has not been the same in the last few years. There was a mass exodus and when there was personnel changes and they were bought out, but there was a really awesome writing group for the AV club in the early 2000s. And that's the, that's an onion product. It was Gawker has owned it for at least the last five years, I think. Oh, um, Sean O'Neill still writes for them and I really like what he writes still, but there was this crew of people that were great and, um, Oh shoot. I can't remember his name now. There's a guy who did an article that was basically like, you can't consume it all. There's no way. Yeah anymore at all because i mean we have we have recorded versions of everything you know i mean i don't know let's say you guys both got really famous for stand-up someday okay well you're gonna put out x amount of stand-up how many people are actually gonna come back and listen to this podcast oh yeah (laughs) you know right yeah right you're like oh yeah i know his new specials on netflix but have you gone back to the basement boys (laughs) 2 archives can we (laughs) okay so let me um i I'm curious, so you, I I think I also know you as somebody who knows music. I've known you since, I remember the first time I met you, you were doing video. (laughs) Well, you were doing video for, you were making a video or something. For the You were taking video at a Sea Attacks concert. Yes, I was. At a show. Yeah, that's on YouTube. I'll I'll give you the link if you want. And you were doing (laughs) shots like on stage and Mm -hmm. stuff. And it's funny because I've actually never seen the video. I've oh, only wow. seen you make the video, and I always remember thinking, like, I bet you that looks really cool. And Are you I down on your back, it. like, crawling around on your no, back? No, but he's quite. doing, like, he's, like, taking the camera and, like, just kind of walking through. And I remember seeing you do that because I've, I've always been interested in, like, film and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I haven't done it. So I saw you do that kind of stuff, and then I was like, oh, man, if I ever made film, I'd take a shot like that. Because I can <laughs> see what it would look like. But I never watched the video ever. Oh, well, so I, was like, I, I will I, send you the link so you do can it. watch that. Yeah, absolutely it's, do it. I'll it totally exists. watch it. So, and you I should, yeah, send that to me. Yeah, and I loved their band. I, I mean, I really liked their band a lot. Oh my god! Did you? Uh, yeah. So you were into like you got into video production on your own there for a while. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um. Although the the video that that Derek is referring to, I shot on the small video camera that my wife had when we were dating and it was small yeah yeah it was it was just it's actually i know where it is it's in my basement right now because i was looking through some tapes the other day um and yeah and it was cool because it had this black and white mode that would let you shoot in really low light and we're we're talking consumer grade point and shoot there's no and it wasn't bright in that room oh no that was it was dark that was like what the second muddy waters location that's when sam chandler owned it when it was over in clarkston right across the street yes it was yeah that show i'm very familiar with that location yeah no that was a fun show and i remember seeing so that's where i met you was that show okay and then i think i just knew you kind of off and on over you know, it's not like we've ever. Really, like, yeah, we ran in. We've like run into each other. Circles. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I was. I was. Listening we did the, the same episode people. where you were talking about the ASDI experience, and you were talking about all the shows that Ray put on, and yeah. I was like, oh, I remember so, when all those were going on. Right. Yeah. So like, we know the same people. Probably went to the same shows. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I met you, and I remember. I do remember seeing the the footage. Never saw the. So you shoot the footage, never saw the footage itself. Can't wait to see it, though. Finally, I feel like there's going to be a lot of closure there. (laughs) Yes. You'll also get to see Uh, a nice close-up of Joey Carter. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) Like, right. Great music, though, too. That was a great show. Those guys were so cool. They're good music. It's it's rare that... I mean, if if you think about the amount of people in the world that make music, the chances of you ever being friends with someone who do something that you go, wow, that's pretty cool, is really low. 
and I those guys were so cool to watch. So the so the reason why I bring him bring them up is because Ryan himself. Uh, one of the things I liked about him is I would describe him, and I think he's probably pretty comfortable self describing himself as well. Also, too, as a <laughs> I want to say that because I don't want to sound mean, but Ryan's a music snob. Yeah, unless it's Kelly Clarkson. Right, because he likes Kelly Clarkson. Right, you got to throw. If you're going to be a music snob, you have to have a few artists that will you can just like. They be like, so what? You hate this song? And you're like, no. Since you've been gone's a great pop song, and then they're like, God, I can't, I can't argue with you now. Um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like he always used Kelly Clarkson just to clean, cleanse his palate in between all the various music he listens to. Jesus anyway. Christ, dude, he had to. He, <laughs> had he is to. okay, but so he's a he's a music snob, but that's okay. I don't yeah, always I'm mean that as snob. I don't mean that as a negative connotation. But it absolutely can be a negative connotation. Yes. One of the things I liked about Ryan is because I would say, oh, I like this. And then based on that, I mean, the guy's like a computer where yep. he could say, well, you, I think you would like this too and this too. And mm-hmm. then he could tell you like the sub, sub, sub genre of like what the music is. Yeah. And after, I mean, after a while of talking to him, I'd be like, well, I'm a little tired now. Yes. And I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go chew on that a bit. And then hopefully I don't ever have to talk to you about this again, which don't, <laughs> which he's a, he's the nicest guy ever. And I mean, no negative connotation whatsoever. He'll never listen to the show, which is fine. But he, that's exhausting to me. Yeah. He, he was, I mean, that was what he, but he, he wasn't, <coughs> he wasn't a dick about it. Oh no, not at all. He was he super, just, he, he wasn't a super and it's social useful. person and you had to engage him right. on like, yeah, it, it was funny because I remember like I was what I thought was pretty good friends with him because we spent a lot of time, but he didn't talk a lot. He's quiet. And so Ryan, Ryan was actually in my wedding. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. He's just quiet. Yeah. He's just a quiet dude. So and wait, was he in my, or was that Ziggy? I think right no yeah ryan ryan and ziggy from the c-tax were both in my wedding okay. so um took me a second i had to think about the picture on the wall it's been a long time um but he just was a super super quiet guy but on those subjects that you could engage him on he would just oh yeah explode no, and a much. really creative guitar player too i mean he would just yeah he's really the, the oh that was the other part of it too is not only was he a music snob but he also had the talent to back it up, and I think that's a lot. Yeah. That's a that's a long way too. I've met people who are music snobs. I know one in particular. I will not mention on the show. I will not mention the name because I do not want to give them that power. If I say it three times, <laughs> they'll show up here and haunt us like Beetlejuice. <laughs> but he's a dick, <laughs> and um, it's one of those people where I'll say. So if I were to tell you or Ryan or a few other select people like, hey, I really like this band, they could tell me, hey, I think you would like this too. And I'm open-minded enough and Spotify is easy yeah. that I would sit right in front of you and type that into Spotify. Yep. And if it's on there, I'd download the few, the few hit songs that are on there that have the most listens mm-hmm. or, or take a suggestion and then just listen to them at my own leisure yeah. and be like, wow, they were right. They were absolutely right. Some people are so good at pegging you. However, there are some people, like Beetlejuice, that is now their name, uh, <laughs> who I will tell that I like a band, and they instantly are like, oh yeah, I used to listen to them when uh, they do that whole thing where it's yeah. like, before they were cool, basically. And you're like, oh, shut up. And especially, it bothered me in between the ages of 21 and 30. Really bothered me. Now at 33, okay, first off, I'm not cool. 
So I don't That's care. That's the best part about hitting 30. You're just I, like, don't, I don't care anymore. I'm going to like whatever I want. I don't care if you listen to them before they were cool. I listen to them now. <laughs> and I like them now. They make me happy. They make me happy. And frankly, to some people, music can be used as white noise. And I admittedly will use that as white noise a lot. I listen to Spotify at work all day. Yeah. I sometimes don't even recognize that it's on. But it's just noise. It just gets me through the day. No, I mean, I, I've listened to arguably shitty music. I mean, I, I um, for the eight months that I worked at uh, Subway, uh, I drove to and from work listening to Nickelback. Ooh. So, I mean. Wow. Yeah. That's just a lot about working at Subway. <laughs> Well, I mean, I still, I mean, I still listen to, uh, like, I listen to my favorite band is a band that I've either heard, I've never heard any gray area like, and that my favorite band is Blink One Eighty Two, and I've either heard people who used to really like them and don't like them now, or they've always hated them, or they've always liked them, but I've never heard anybody say like, eh, I kind of like them. That's weird to me that people hate that band. Well, like, I think why would you? I don't understand the reason why I've well, them. Beetlejuice. Do they not will like it? Me. Do they not like his voice? No, Beetlejuice tells me or, that of, it Tom, uh, Tom, that it's voice. Tom DeLonge is the original okay. one, and now it's now they have Matt Skiba from from, from Alkaline, Alkaline Trio, Trio yeah. which is a fantastic band. I love Alkaline Trio. Why well, not? Stop the presses. Um, <laughs> Alkaline Trio bites. <laughs> New fam <laughs> pizza pack or what is it pizza rolls? I don't remember. Bagel Pe- bites. Uh, uh, so, but Beetlejuice would tell me that basically, basically, Blink One Eighty Two is just a spoof of a genre, and it's not real music. And and I'm like, well, did you not tell him how the Sex Pistols were formed? Well, Was no, this guy not like punk music? Well, I don't know that. Okay. I'm going to school you, and you're going to kick his butt so hard. I try to ava- avoid him oh, like okay. I avoid him. I would love for you to tell me. I, I'll, t- I'll tell you how. <laughs> tell me how, and if I ever have to have a conversation like that, I'll... Music snob foo. <laughs> there you go. Except for I'll be like a white belt. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll mix up the band. I'll be like, well, yeah, well, you know how the clash was started? <laughs> and they'll be like, he'll be like, that's not right. I'm like, damn it. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll write up. it on a post-it note and I'll, you can keep you get it. get a wallet. tattooed on my arm, <laughs> like by cheating in a test. Like, do you have any crib sheets? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. I yeah, totally do that. Nice. I love it. Uh, no. So, you know, it's that, that, that mentality always really bothered me, though, where it's just like, you're not cool for liking this. However, I will I'll fully admit that I can be pretty harsh about movies and TV shows. I'd consider myself a bit of a, a movie and TV show snob. Yeah. Even though I like some arguably crappy things. I think the difference, though, is that it, it's like what Ryan demonstrated to you. It's that you can still connect with people. You're not, you, you don't use it as a measuring stick. You, you like, there's tons of music that I'd be like, like for example, for example, I really don't enjoy pop punk very much at all. Right. But that doesn't mean the genre sucks. And I can admit that 
like for example, I'm a huge Tool fan. There are people who hate Tool. They I think like Tool. they think that Tool is for neckbeards. Tool's good. And and there are neckbeard Tool fans. There are. It, but it's same thing like if you're a Frank Zappa fan or a Captain Beefheart fan. Like there there are very specific subsets of people that those fans get associated with. Like I'm a huge Grateful Dead fan too. And I used to not want to tell people that you're because they used to be like, oh, 420, bro. You want to go bro, yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, they're actually. Well, same with like you know. Sublime, too. Like, yeah. oh, I like Sublime, and they're like, oh, 420, Blaze. And you're like, not, no. Yeah. I just yeah. like, I, I, you know what? What I got's a good song, and somehow there's a joint in their hand, and you're yeah. like, what? Oh, okay. So that's another thing, too, is I, <laughs> I've also been scrutinized by Beetlejuice for. For liking the hit songs from a lot of bands, I have a playlist on my Spotify called Jams J A M Z because I wanted to be cool with its Z. Of course, I was almost threw up in my words saying it. And um, <laughs> and basically, how I, I how I made this playlist Jams is like I, I just for fun. I'm like I'm gonna put every favorite song I've ever liked on there, but not oh, wow. not even like all of like the. Is there any Aquabats on that? No. But but if I if, but if I were to hear an Aquabat song and it was one that I didn't know who sang it, it like it was one of those songs that I heard that was a popular song, yeah. and then I was like, oh, that's who sings that. I had it on my Spotify. Yeah, okay, that's so so I so I have a lot of stuff on there where people hear and they're like, oh, I didn't know you like that and, or like that band. And I'm like, no, I don't like the whole Smiths Library. <laughs> I have four do you hang songs. Out and be sad with me? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying though? <laughs> They're like, oh my god, more, you like Morrissey, and I'm like, I like three songs by Morrissey, and I have them on this playlist. Not that I don't like Morrissey. It's just I like three songs specifically. Yeah. And I have them on this playlist. Yeah. It's well, and it's interesting too. I mean, I I, I was certainly guilty of that. Where the music I liked. I let that inform who I was. Like, I'm this person. You well, know? we were all that. Yeah. Well, like, we can go yeah. back and listen to any of these shows. We can talk about how we identified with one stupid thing and then turned that into our identity. Yes. And then that's how you... <laughs> you uh, Everyone yeah. does well, that. I'm, I'm this person now. The nice thing about being in your 30s, though, is you can recognize how stupid that is. It's the hat. Grow out of it. It's, it's the hat. Yeah. yeah. It's the beauty of that. The, the, the um, My trench coat. All that stuff, all those things. Oh, you have a trench coat? Not anymore. Oh man, I had a trench coat. There's a whole. <laughs> oh, man, come back. We're gonna have to have the trench coat episode. <laughs> no, and, and man, now and now I know how. Where are we at on? Uh, we're at like hour fifteen, hour twenty. No, of uh, one of the, we're gonna have to get you back on. Sure, because I'd love to talk to you and delve in more into what your identity was. Oh, yeah. Compared to is, because one of the themes that we've been playing on this show since we've rebooted it is basically, yeah, I mean, we could do a re- reoccurring theme and have been basically. It's like nineteen to twenty-one, you, you versus versus thirty to, in my case, thirty-three-year-old me. Yeah, or I'm two years and, older than yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, I've had different incarnations I mean, i'm pretty sure it's not my last i mean not oh no you'll change everyone will everybody keep evolving to reinvents to some degree because all 38 year old me is a lot different than 28 year old me i mean you'll, you'll see that in the podcast episodes when we started the podcast right. originally 10 years oh, ago yeah and i think the nice thing about getting older is you're more comfortable i think we still identify as things in our lives right as not just as a person but as things in your lives it's just i guess yeah. it's just less lame now which is funny because when i was younger the things i would deem less lame i would say more lame then okay so for instance this is what i'm saying 
now I would identify myself as probably my career. Not in this, and maybe not in this order. Not uh, by my career, uh, future husband, because that's a year away. Uh, eventually, I'll, I'd say father, right? Uh, that's a big one. That's a yeah. big one to identify yourself with. Very big, yeah. Um, and as a 21-year-old, I would look at somebody who says, like, well, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a, uh, I'm a lineman. And I would say, I would anime s- enthusiast. <laughs> and I would say, well, that's pretty lame. I like music. I like movies. Blah blah blah. And but of course, I like I like you know like uh, high fidelity. It's like those guys. They identify yeah. themselves by what they like. Yeah, yeah, that that movie validated my existence for a number of years. <laughs> well, and, and same here, and not necessarily through music, but I definitely was that way about books and movies. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I was. I still like the same stuff that I like. Yes. You still like music, but now the things that you're able to identify with now, I would make the argument are way more concrete. Cuz you are a dad. Yeah. You have your profession. You are a husband. Yeah. Uh you're an entrepreneur of types. Yeah. Cuz of cuz of the because uh, of doing stuff. Because the record. The comic book and record swap on May 5th at Riverport Brewery. There you go. I was hoping you'd plug that in there. 12 to 6. Uh, Ward, dad, you have your career. Uh, podcast host. I mean, that's a, that's a fun thing. I'd yeah. say that. Podcast host. You know? Yeah. Um, it's way more concrete, though. And, and it's easier to say what you like as a hobby and be fine with that. Yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not somebody who only watches movies and music or in TV shows. Yeah. But that's a hobby. Yeah. You get to be more who you are, not defined by external things. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. It's fun. I love this show. It's fun. Yes. Yes, Brie. We got to have hobbies. Also, I hope you still draw, and I hope you know I still have the pictures that you drew for me. Oh, she does still draw. I, she, she does still draw. She has an art show coming up in June at Fourth Wall. Oh, I'm so there. Well, well, don't worry, I'll blow it up. I'm so she there. doesn't advertise well for herself, but don't worry, I'll make it. In, I'm like a, I'm like a proud parent, you know. <laughs> Except for I'm marrying her, right. but I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh. Oh, look what she could do. Did you know she drew this freehand? Like, I'm, like that's so amazing <laughs> to me. Suddenly this Midwestern housewife. I'm so, I'm so untalented that I'm just like, oh, do you do that with your own? This could have been a tracing. Like, I just. <laughs> and, and, I, and I found out that she didn't trace it because when I went in a room, I, the tracing paper was gone. I knew. And that was when I knew she was gifted. That's when I knew. And I'm always just like, uh, like I'll tout her. Like, some people have just a hard go to time Brock's with and you have t- her sketchbook in your, oh, in your knapsack. Some people have a hard time with other people talking about their accomplishments. You know, you get like right. really uncomfortable. It was when I hang out with somebody and they're like, I hate it when they're like, oh, he does stand up comedy. He's hilarious. And I'm like, shut up. I do not want to talk about it. I'm uncomfortable. But I'll do it for other people, though. Take her place and be like, oh, she's a painter and she draws and does graphic design. All right. I'm sorry. We're no, that's fine. Uh, yes, I'll come candy. back. And I hope that you all come will back. come to the comic book and record swap and other pop culture collectibles. When is it again? May Saturday, May 5th, all ages at Riverport Brewery in Clarkston, Washington from noon to six. Perfect. Thanks, stuff everyone. For, stuff for fans of all types. Thanks for coming on. Oh, we're taking uh, two weeks off. 
Yep. But uh, in the interim, I'm going to try to track down Derek's very first in-studio episode Perfect. from the original Basement Boys run and put it on the feed. So and there I'm going to have be... to go through and screen it for... Yes, please do. <laughs> and there so will not, be... So you don't lose your job. And there will be content on YouTube. There will still be content on YouTube. Yep, that is coming. So time spent poorly dot fun. Just think how fun it's going to be. All right, later. The intro music for this episode is Surf Shimmy. And the outro music is Surf Shimmy by Kevin McLeod or Kevin McLeod of uh, Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license, uh, creativecommons.org. All right. Bye. Surf Shimmy.